Welcome in to history. This is the first ever Sport and Order episode. It's actually technically the second version of Sport and Order. There was another host once, but that host no longer the host of Sport and Order. Right here, yours truly, Mark Carmen at the Carm on Twitter. Follow me, I follow you, let's be friends. University of Iowa, singer, songwriter, most famous for Cab for Life. You can check that out on your uh, YouTube channel. Sport and Order, what you're looking at right now, the number one, number one debate show on the internet that you're watching at this very moment. We have two amazing contestants. Each week we debate 11 questions who try their hardest. Look at them. They're ready to go to capture the Sport and Order crown. Each contestant gets 30 seconds to answer each question, and then I will be awarding points based on my own judgments. We're looking for good or not good, cogent, or at least some laugh-worthy points being made here. And whoever has the most points at the end will be our Sport and Order winner. Without further ado, let's meet our two amazing contestants. First, out of Minnesota, Minneapolis, look at him. Sitting six feet tall, weighing 150-some-odd pounds, I'm guessing. Weirdly a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan. He also loves twin baseball, Wolves basketball. Editorial director, fansided.com. He is Josh Hill. And the challenger today, making his debut straight out of the Indiana School of Journalism via USC, a man that has found himself back on the West Coast where he's born. He's also without a football team. That's what happens in San Diego these days. Magic over Kobe, a Laker fan, and a fellow Leo. Congratulations on that. Senior writer at the big lead, Ryan Phillips. Gentlemen, are we ready to rock and roll here? Let's do it. All right, question one, biggest story of the day. We're going to the Washington football team. And Ryan, since you are first here, you get to go first on our question number one. Does Daniel Snyder, the Washington football owner, does he deserve credit for finally moving forward with a name change with his beloved Washington football team? 30 seconds on the clock. Go ahead. Absolutely not. I'm not going to give somebody credit for something they should have done a long time ago and finally doing the right thing. He's been hit over the head with this for what feels like decades and it certainly years and just would never budge arrogantly stood up to it, cited fake studies that said that this was not offensive to to native Americans. And he finally gave in because sponsors started to pull money away. You don't get extra points for doing the right thing. You're just supposed to do the right thing. A lot of, lot of uh, touches, po- touch points there, Josh Hill. What is your counter? Go ahead. I would say that we should give him credit in that we can trick other owners with racist names into thinking they will get credit for changing their names. It's really the only way to play this one. The dollar is what spoke here the loudest. Daniel Snyder was not going to change his name until FedEx pulled out who have naming rights on the stadium. You have Nike was going to stop selling their stuff. That's what ultimately led to this decision. So no actual credit to Daniel Snyder, but maybe fake credit to start a movement here that starts with other teams. So I do like that, Hill. You're teeing up that other teams or other owners right now would sit there and be like, oh, wow, look at all the look at all the love that Daniel Snyder's getting. Maybe, maybe here in Cleveland, maybe here in Atlanta, which we'll get to in a second. Maybe in Chicago, they might see all this love that is coming Snyder's way and making a change. But I, I, I really liked what you were teeing up there too, Ryan, as far as uh, this, this whole 
fake deal that he tried, the false studies that, uh, look, 93% of people don't care about our nickname, which was always ridiculous. Uh, so early going here, Hill, you're, 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 you're chasing two after one as we make this into baseball terms, which no longer, well, we'll see. Maybe they'll play 11 innings once this year. Let's go question two. Josh Hill, you're up first. And we do go to Atlanta. And the Braves are not changing their name, but they are examining their tomahawk chop chant. Let's say they're always going to be those Atlanta Braves. Is Atlanta, the baseball team, making the right decision? What do you say? Yeah, they have to re-examine the tomahawk chop in order to move forward here. As far as the name is concerned, that's the, that's the mountain we've been trying to climb with Daniel Snyder for years and years and years, and we finally reached the top, inexplicably so. I don't know how much faith I have that it's going to start this movement for other teams to do it, but if we can minimize the offensiveness, I think that could be considered a win of some sort. Getting rid of the tomahawk chop would then create a wave, because what does the Kansas City Chiefs do? What do we do in other places that have this? So yeah, get rid of it. Out with the chop, according to Josh Hill, Ryan Phillips, what say you? Cardinals pitcher Ryan Helsley last year, who's a member of the Cherokee Nation, said that the chop was offensive. They should get rid of it. He came in and said it was uncomfortable to play there with that going on. And just as an opposing fan, it's also annoying. Get rid of it. I'm done with it. Uh, as far as the name, that's not for me to decide. Atlanta should bring in Native American leaders from across the country and say, hey, what are the suggestions here? What do you think? Is this okay? Are there ways to make this less offensive? Or do we need to change the name? That's who should be deciding this. And it should be a team along with leaders from that community deciding these things. So I like that too. Let's, let's have the conversation with the, the people that are actually affected or not affected. And when you do look up the, de the definition in Webster's Dictionary, uh, you're not going to see the same uh, offensiveness that you'll see when you go to Washington with Atlanta. So I, I do think there's a lot more wiggle room uh, for the Braves. And I, 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 should, uh, I gave you a point, but I probably shouldn't have, Ryan, but just because they're the the actual chant is annoying to the visitors. I actually give Atlanta credit for that. Way to annoy literally all of baseball, and your fans loved it. So that's like actually the part that sucks the most if that thing goes away. But hey, we're trying to move forward, and it seems incredibly offensive to me. So uh, I, I think that they are absolutely right in 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 moving along from the chop. But but maybe the Braves can hang around here. Let, let's go to question three as we go to the NBA and uh, disappointing, but not surprising news today. You knew this was going to happen somewhere with star players. Uh, they're not going to be immune. And Russell Westbrook is the latest NBA player to test positive for the coronavirus. He did learn of the test before entering the NBA bubble. And uh, he does say that he feels fine and telling everybody to mask up. Thank you, Russ, for the uh, advice there. I think you're spot on, obviously. Is it, though, only a matter of time before the NBA season gets canceled? Ryan, you're up. I think if this were two, three weeks ago, maybe, they're already in the bubble. They're already locked in. I think that these guys are going to play. I think the season's going to get completed, and there's one reason. There's too much money on the line. So this season, no matter what it looks like, if Giannis gets it, if LeBron gets it, they're going to finish it. They're going to reward a championship, and they're going to take the, the broadcast money. They're going to take the advertising money and just run with it and hope that you know nobody looks at this negatively. They're going to treat coronavirus as if it's an ankle injury and you're out for two weeks. That's the way we're looking at it. Whew. I like money. You like money. We all like money, but then money should not necessarily be this decider on things. I get it. Josh Hill, you're in the hole. Let's see what you can come back on here. What do you say? 
I think that there's no way that they cancel this season. Even like, you know, it's going to be treated as an ankle injury like we're talking about here. But think about the ramifications that will happen if basketball, which spearheaded this movement to bring sports back when there's no reason that we've done nothing to deserve sports back. If that stops and gets canceled, that ruins baseball, that ruins hockey. What does that mean for football? So the money element is here too, but the immense pressure to be the first sport to come back and make it work, that's going to be the driving force here. So it's interesting because you're, you're teeing up that if basketball stops that hockey and the NFL and uh, whatever college is going to be too, is going to be impacted by that. To me, it's like, it's very unique to each situation. How many players on one team? I, like I, I'm, you're both thinking that this is going to go to the end. But what happens if eight guys on the Lakers test positive and, and LeBron's one of them? How do you? What's the point at that point? So I, I think it's up in the air. But maybe you guys will be right. They're just going to plow through. But I, I tend to think there's a pretty, at least I don't know, thirty-three percent chance that we don't get there. Obviously, I hope that somehow, some way, we get a whole lot healthier and we can make it through the season. I love sports. I love the NBA. I also love Adrian Wojnarowski, which is question four. And Josh Hill, you get to start here. The ultimate Woj bomb was dropped on Missouri Senator Josh Hawley uh, as Woj sent in the email with the F and the U. Holly was critical of NBA commissioner Adam Silver's uh, relationship with China. And uh, Woj did not like that. And now ESPN is a little upset with Woj. They've suspended him, but he's getting huge support to return to work from prominent NBA players, pretty much everyone, LeBron James included. The question to you, Josh Hill, did Woj deserve the suspension? No, he did not deserve the suspension at all. And I think that the overwhelming sentiment on both sides of this argument is a testament to that. You've got Holly saying that he complains in the tweet and says that he's upset, which implies that he'd like Wash suspended. Wash gets suspended, then he's like, well, you know, you can't lose focus of what the real issue was here with China. Who does this suspension serve? It doesn't serve the people who ESPN wanted to please by suspending him. And it certainly doesn't please NBA fans or anybody in the media who didn't want to see him suspended either. Giving you okay, I'm giving you one. Ryan, your rebuttal, please. Yeah, he deserved the suspension because he used the company email to tell someone to f you know go f off or whatever. I mean, you know, you deserve that suspension. Now, if you want to talk about the larger issue at play, it's the fact that he's fed up with the NBA being targeted for working with China when there are thousands of American businesses that work with China. The NBA is an easy target. Why is the outrage solely focused on the NBA? It feels political. It feels like it's about what the players are saying about certain political parties and all of that. I get that that's frustrating, and I think he responded the way a lot of people would like to respond. So I'm disappointed in both of you that nobody went at Howley. Hey, if Woj sends you an email, that is between you and Woj. To put it out to the world is a lame five-year-old, look at what my sister did, I'm telling mom and dad move, which made me disgusting. Now, Ryan, I'm with you. Uh, look, Woj, Woj, you got you to know who you are in life and you're going to be targeted. You can't send that email. And if you do, well, you very well might get suspended. I, I, Hill, I understand your sentiment, by the way, that he should not have been in the spirit of it, but... We all got to know what world we're living in and the world we're living in. You can't send that email and not expect repercussions. Uh, so, hey, and by the way, Woj, you might not need ESPN either. I'm sure a lot of outlets would, would hire you, which would be interesting to see if Woj would, how angry he is on this. But um, I, I do think we'll see Woj back in, in, in ESPN 
good working graces fairly soon here. Let's go to question five. Ryan, you're up here. We're going college football. Uh, the Ivy League was first and now joined by the Patriot League. Uh, both conferences are not going to have fall sports. Uh, is it inevitable that the Power Five conferences are eventually going to follow? Where do you go? I don't know if it's inevitable, but it wouldn't be surprising. I think the fact that there's so much money tied into college football that we may have an attempt at college football. I think every conference is going to do the, the only in-conference sports uh, model and, and move from there. Uh, but quite frankly, you know, the, the people to blame on this are the NCAA. There's been no direction from the NCAA on what to do. It's, it's been, a, you know, a, a micro thing with each conference deciding what to do. And the NCAA has not stepped up with protocols for testing and all of this stuff. And it's left these conferences to make their own decisions. Josh Hill. Yeah, I think that if there's a league or an organization that I'm going to invest in that is going to make the wrong decision or is going to bullheadishly move forward when there's absolutely the right call and they'll make the wrong call. It's the NCAA. They've historically done that. This is an organization that has bent over backwards to not pay their students, their student athletes. So the money that's in the SEC and the Power Five and the Big Ten and all these conferences, they're going to try to get that out as much as they can, regardless of whether it's a health violation or the health risk. So yeah, of course they're going to play. So it feels so off, right? Uh, hey, you guys can't come to class, but uh, there you go, football player. Go out there and make us that TV money. It's it's it is it is gross. I I don't think they're gonna play, but uh, both you guys do, and I've been wrong a zillion times before. So we we shall see. But I I, I I'm interested, and I was a little wondering if either of you guys were going to point out that maybe they'll play in the spring and then, but there's huge problems with scheduling there. So who who even knows if that's even a a possibility, even though it gets floated out there. All right, we go to question number six and Josh, you are up. So we've got two conferences to this point, uh, the big 10 and the PAC 12 that have canceled their non-conference games for the fall. That's where we're at today. If we do end up having that football season, should the conferences do something different and maybe like say play a home and home series, Ohio State and Michigan, USC, UCLA, that would further limit exposure at least a little bit and perhaps bring even more fan interest? What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I mean, assuming that they play, which I think we can all be in agreement that not playing is the right decision, but for points already made, they're going to play. And specifically the Big Ten and the Pac-12 seem very regional less so than the SEC, which is more national. That's always the CBS game. You know, Pac-12 games are always on late at night. Big 10 games are always on super early in the morning. So yeah, running with this rivalry, kind of making it a cool thing, more more of a branded conference thing makes a lot of sense if they're going to bullheadishly go ahead and play some football. Ryan, what do you think? Look, 2020 has been weird. If we're going to do this with college football, let's just get weird. Yeah, I mean, imagine a Michigan traveling to the horseshoe to open the season and then Ohio State traveling to the big house to close the season. UCLA and USC playing the Battle of Los Angeles twice. Oregon, Oregon State. Let's do the Apple Cup twice. I mean, there are so many opportunities here to do something fun and memorable and keep it within conference where all of your testing protocols are the same instead of having to travel across the country. Do something fun and different for this. Let's, let's just embrace it. 
What's that song? Let's get live. Let's get uh, whatever. Let's get. I I was feeling like let's get weird. <laughs> I'm a very old person and should not be doing what I just did. But that's what I, I love. That let's get weird. Let's go. Let's make it fun. Wait, we're probably not going to make it past the next week anyway. Someone. So let's let's have as much fun as possible and let's do it right away. Uh, I'm I'm all I'm I'm here for it. Come on, Northwestern Illinois. For us in the Midwest here, uh, that's not a football game that anybody cares about but me. But I'd love to see that at least two times, maybe in four times. Let's let's uh, come on, Big Ten, Pac-12, wherever you want to go. Uh, put the best team, put the best rivalries out there, and let's uh, let's try to enjoy ourselves some football. Question seven, back to the NFL, and Ryan's up here. So Cam Newton, he posted a midnight sweating video. It looked like he was at some stadium where he was running the steps or doing whatever he was doing, working out, and he feels astonished by the world who's, quote, never seen this cam. And I'm sitting there like, whoa, this feels real, but uh, hey, we'll see. So should the NFL, is the question, be scared that Cam is about to have his best season ever? It's going to happen in New England, and the Patriots are going to go deep into the playoffs once again. What do you think, Ryan? Yes, because Bill Belichick takes this kind of player and turns him into the version of himself he's supposed to be. And not only does Cam Newton have a chip on his shoulder, Bill Belichick is motivated and has a chip on his shoulder as well. That combination is scary. Now, are the Patriots going to be the favorite in the AFC? No. As long as Patrick Mahomes' right arm is still attached to his body, the Kansas City Chiefs are the favorites in the AFC. But they could make some noise in the AFC East if Cam is healthy, he's immensely talented, and Bill Belichick is great at getting the best out of immensely talented players. Noise indeed in that AFC. So I think Buffalo is not feeling as confident as they were about, uh, I don't know, 24 hours ago. Josh Hill, you're up. Yeah, this is less about the Patriots and it is specifically about Cam Newton silencing his haters. The common thread throughout Cam Newton's career has always been he's not good enough. He always gets hurt. There's always something. There's an and or a but when you're talking about Cam Newton. Now he's going to the best team that he's ever played for, for the best coach that's ever coached in the sport. He has less a chip on his shoulder and more of a crater in which he wants to store all of the souls of the people that have hated on him. This is the most dangerous Cam Newton we've ever seen. I'm scared and I'm not even playing. <laughs> I, that, I, I, it's true. It was like, whoa, Cam, you're coming for me too. Uh, yeah, that, I, love a, I love a motivated quarterback. I think, you know, in my football rooting zone, it wouldn't have happened for the New England Patriots. But I do find it super interesting what the narrative will be around Tom Brady too. Like if, if Cam is successful there, oh, well, maybe Tom wasn't perhaps, uh, you know, as great, as great, as great as everybody makes him out to be, which seems ridiculous. But uh, I do wonder how much success Cam will be able to have here. And uh, I do, of course, expect him to be starting week one. I think that's that conversation is a little ridiculous. All right. Question eight. Sorry, getting getting a little little tangent there on, on the Patriots. Question eight. Back to the NBA. I love NBA travel. This is fascinating. Luke Walton, head coach of the Kings dedicated an entire carry-on bag to coffee. Seth Curry brought himself a humidifier. Steven Adams has his guitar. Bunch of guys brought gaming systems. JaVel McGee has a bike, as if they don't have bikes down at uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, Wesley Matthews brought some candles for relaxation. Makes him think that he's back at home. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, who was the most forward-thinking NBA player figuring out what they need in the NBA bubble. You can pick anybody that just named or go off the board. Josh Hill, you're up. I'm going off the board with Joel Embiid for showing up in the hazmat suit that he showed up in. 
because he, first of all, Joel Embiid is always the NBA player I'm looking for, for a good laugh or a good goof, but it also highlights the fact of how big of a joke this is that we're playing in this bubble, that we're forcing this season to happen when it doesn't have to happen. I don't know whether or not he was intentionally leading into the comedy of that, but that to me was the statement of this bubble, Joel Embiid showing up in a hazmat suit to play basketball. That is this literally in a bubble. I tweeted it when he, when he did it. I'm like, that is a great teammate. Way to go, Joel Embiid. Ryan, where are you going? Uh, first, I'd like to point out that Seth Curry brought a humidifier <laughs> to Orlando in the middle of the summer. <laughs> Seth, just open your window, buddy. You'll be fine. Uh, I think it's the, the game console guys. And Anthony Davis said he's been playing video games with all of his teammates. It's where it's a team bonding thing. Anybody who's ever played NBA 2K knows that you turn it on and you look up and it's four hours later and it's time to go to bed. These guys are just trying to kill time between work and sleep. And, and that is the best way to do it that I can think of. So I think the video game guys, it's great for team bonding and killing time. See, I do like that where, okay, if I want to have some dudes hang out with me and maybe make some new friends, if I've got the sweetest gaming system, they're probably going to come over to my room maybe, or they'll at least join me and we can, we can build a relationship that we didn't have. I might end up playing with that guy. So that's, it's like a strategic play almost in addition to the, to the fun enjoyment. But uh, I, I kind of nobody wanted like my West Matthews with his candles. I, I mean, maybe I'm not saying that he was the guy that was tweeting at uh, Ugly Anna, but uh, that was a, that was an interesting part of our uh, our initial foray into quarantine. As the NBA players are are very strategic, apparently, in in who can come to the bubble at some point down the line. Won't get too deep into that one. All right. Question nine, back to the NFL. And there's a new protective device that uh, made the news today to combat the coronavirus. It's called the Oakley Mouth Shield. So apparently we're going to have an ability to keep guys a little bit safer. Does this make you feel confident, Ryan, that there will be NFL football this fall? Sure. I mean, I, you know, every little bit helps, but we're going to get football this fall, no matter what. And we've talked about it before on this. It's the money. It, that, it, there is too much money involved in the NFL for everybody from broadcast to even our line of work to the actual NFL. There's too much money involved in this for them to sit this out. It's going to be a, it could potentially be a disaster. This mouth shield might help, but even if they didn't have it, you know, these guys are going to be playing as soon as this season kicks off this fall, they're all going to be out there. The old sure. Eh. basically that was a no josh hill go ahead yeah i mean i also have a sure a reluctant sure but it's all in the money but the money for me is the nfl is going to release this new tech this new mouth breathing tech that we have that's what what are the advancements in football technology that have been introduced to the consumer for them to buy that's the that's the under thread that i'm looking for at this they release this. We play a season. All these players are wearing these mouthpieces. That's going to show up on Fanatics. It's going to show up on, you know, all of these places where fans are going to buy stuff. That's the benefit of football forcing itself on us. It's going to be able to sell even more of its product. Hill digging in further on it, on what this really is about is a greater money play. Like, ooh, sweet. Like, if we put this on our NFL guys, then they're going to they're gonna have to have it in college and high school. And maybe some dude walking down the street is going to want to have his own helmet with uh, – the Oakley mouth shield. That's uh, 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 creative, Josh Hill. I, I, I like that. Back back to the NBA, 
And uh, as we go to question 10 here, our final two questions, Ryan on top of Josh, as you can see, by four points here. Plenty of time for you, Hill. Don't lose faith. Sacramento Kings center Rashawn Holmes, he crossed the Disney campus line to pick up delivery food. Come on. And now he has to quarantine for 10 days. There's eight days left. This is according to Shams uh, Sharni over at Stadium. What, uh, what delivery food would you sacrifice 10 days of quarantine for? Let's hear your food love, Josh Hill. Well, I think it first needs to be said that I think it violates some sort of delivery code where you have to leave to get the food. It stops being delivery at that point, and you're going out and getting this. I don't know. Look, I had never had Chick-fil-A as a northerner who grew up in Minnesota. I had never had Chick-fil-A until literally I moved to River North in Chicago, and they had one. I tried it. I was woefully disappointed. So I would have to try that again just to see what the hype is about. And if I get busted breaking quarantine for Chick-fil-A, I feel like that's not really a bad branding play considering how much people love that place. That was a little all over the map there. Like I was a, I like that you mentioned Chick-fil-A, but then I think the Chick-fil-A is overrated and then you dogged them, but that you want to go back to it. I was, I gave you way too many points. You didn't really deserve that much. Ryan, you're up. There's two answers here as a proud Southern Californian. It's in and out burger. Mm. Of course, if you can get that delivered uh, in quarantine, they have, I believe they've started doing some of that. Uh, or just get to the drive-through window. Forget it. Break quarantine. If if it's for in and out, they'll let you go. Uh, and then I have a taco shop I go to in Southern California called Roberto's Taco Shop. Great shredded beef tacos, great burritos, rolled tacos, everything you could possibly want. Any kind of Southern California Mexican food. I'm breaking quarantine for that. So I'm I'm giving you an extra point there for our uh, producer Richard Durante, who's a, a California guy, and all he's all I've ever heard about him is the burritos out there are so much better than anything you can get in the Midwest. And I love my. I'll Midwest. take you sometime. I'll yeah, take you sometime, Mark. I, I love my Midwest burrito, but I'm, I'm believing you. I'm believing Richard, and I'm believing we're at our final question here, and the uh, plenty of time here, Josh Hill. Just you're gonna have to nail it here with 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 a powerful performance and, and Ryan, you get to go first. There are four players. Their names are Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Donald, Stefan Gilmore, and Christian McCaffrey. They were all rated a perfect 99 on the Madden 2021 game. If you had the first pick and you both can take the same guy if you want here. But so the question is, if you had the first pick, who are you selecting from the four perfect players? Ryan, go ahead. Come on. It's Patrick Mahomes. Let's be real. We're, I mean, with Patrick Mahomes, we're watching Gretzky in 1982, Jordan in 1989, Tiger in 1999. People already know he's going to be one of the greatest of all time. And his career is in its infancy. He should be the first pick of anything you're doing. I don't care if it's man, uh, Madden, your fantasy league, or your beer league softball team. Pick Patrick Mahomes first. He's the best at everything he does. He's redefining the sport and the position. It's Patrick Mahomes. There's no other answer here. There's no way you could justify any other answer. Uh, the fact that you went Jordan 89 did a whole lot for me right there. My favorite year of Jordan. That was, an, that was, that was really, really, really strong. Josh, you're up. I mean, I feel like I stand no chance because there's no Jordan reference that I can work in here that's going to appease you. Um, look, I took Patrick Mahomes in my fantasy draft last year, and I didn't win. So, I mean, that kind of goes against the point of taking anywhere you want. As far as Madden, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey because Michael Vick was one of the, if not the greatest Madden player of all time because he could run, he could do all these different things. Why don't you just mess around with Christian McCaffrey's passing stats? I'm sure there's, like, drills you can do in their ultimate team or whatever it is. 
raise some passing stats, raise some other stats. He already runs really well. He's versatile. It's Christian McCaffrey. Win those Madden games with him. Tremendous comeback, Hill. You were you were lighting it up with McCaffrey value right there. I was looking for somebody to go off the board and not go Mahomes, and you did. And you had great history of Madden there, too, showing your knowledge. Uh, but you did come up one point short. And our winner in the first ever second version of Sport and Order, brought back in the middle of a pandemic, the stud from the big lead and the West Coast and Indiana University. Ryan Phillips, you are, you are our champion today. Congratulations. Great effort, Josh. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hill, any thoughts? <laughs> Coming up short here, but being right there. No, I'm not going to go get Chick-fil-A now because I think that's what sunk me. I'm on board with <laughs> Give me some tacos. I'll break quarantine for tacos. See, I think the Chick-fil-A sandwich is just a little drier than, than, it, than it need be, and, and I want to give credit to, to uh, Popeye's when we did the chicken sandwich taste test. It was really an excellent, uh, excellent fast food sandwich that I would love to eat right now. Gentlemen, great to be with you today. Thank you to everybody who uh, helped on our production today. We really appreciate it. Hunter, Richard, Ashley, Michael, uh, everybody else as well. And most importantly for you who watched the show whenever uh, you did watch it, we thank you very much for checking out Sport and Order, which comes at you every Monday and whenever you check out the Sport and Order clips. Congratulations again to Ryan Phillips from the Big Lead, taking down Josh Hill. My name is Mark Carmen, as you can see. We will see you next time.